Yo, yo, what up, y'all? You are listening to another brand new episode of the world-famous, the award-winning, the award-nominated Behind the Baller podcast. It is now 2023. This is episode 337. Shout out to my dog, Q Worldstar, rest in peace. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. The Wash Lord, a.k.a. The Korean Liam Neeson, a.k.a. Old Boy. This show is brought to you by none other than the world-famous, award-winning podcast producers of the year. That would be the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis, and Jordan Winter. This is a professional podcast, guys. High-definition, stereo sound, museum-quality podcasting is what you get every single fucking episode. You heard? All right, this is the most unorthodox, free-game business podcast there is on the universe. We are available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about BTB. Speaking of BTB, let's get this motherfucking show started. Before I say anything, before we do anything, I need to say rest in peace to Dave and Buster's founder, James Buster Corley. I had found out the news uh, pretty quick, right around the time uh, TMZ had announced it. Um, I, I never got to meet the dude. You know, Dave and Buster's is probably one of my most solid sponsors. You know, it, it, they said it was an apparent suicide. I, I don't want to speculate. I don't know. I didn't even want a prior ask out of respect. You know, it's a uh, man. It's it's just a weird thing. You know, it's brought so much joy to me in the last. What is it? Three, four years now. I think I got my sponsorship with Dan Buster's around 2019. It's, it's probably a little over three years. And I just wanted to say, uh, rest in peace to the God. You know, um, some people maybe don't understand why, you know, a man of my age finds so much joy in Dave and Buster's, but like, really, it's something about being outside, being in an arcade, being at a place that serves food, alcohol, plays NBA, NFL, baseball, all types of sporting events, all types of games, and most importantly, you get your game on. Arcade games have been nostalgic for me because it brings back a lot of childhood memories to the 80s. Growing up in Koreatown, going to video game, you know, to arcades in Westwood. Uh, UCLA had a legendary one I was going to as a kid. Uh, Monterey Park had this place called Pirate's Cove. I don't even think anybody that's listened to the show probably knows what the fuck Pirate's Cove is, but it's on Atlantic Boulevard. Um, Or Atlantic Avenue. Am I fucking tripping, right? Anyways, um, that's in the SGV. There was a Monterey Park bowling alley that I used to go to and to be a watching hangout. If you don't know who watchings are, then don't worry about it. But uh, they would only wear black members only jackets. If you had a black members only jacket, you would get checked by these motherfuckers. They were not fucking playing. And I just had a lot of fucking memories. Anytime I watched Silver Spoons or uh, actually no Silver Spoon, which was a, a spinoff of Different Strokes, one of my favorite shows ever growing up. Rest in peace to the God, Gary Coleman, a.k.a. Arnold Jackson. In Silver Spoon, uh, Ricky Schroeder, the little rich kid who's on the show, they had uh, Dragon's Lair. It's one of my favorite fucking games coming up. It was like a real 
actual like it wasn't like the graphics that you see you know it was it was so ahead of its time and then there was a second sequel to the game called Space Ace anyways Dave and Buster's is a place that I find enjoyment you know the kids love going there all three of the kids London Ryder and Kai all find joy there you know they got a winner circle they have great prizes anything from a little fucking you know a slime thing you hit on the wall to socks to makeup to iPhone accessories to even fucking PlayStation 5s what's that shit called again why the fuck I just got fucking um Rider one what the fuck's it called um the uh Jesus Christ I can't my I'm listen man something is up in my brain I got an incredible memory and then I just had the worst short term memory which is weird um the virtual reality thing what the fuck's it called I, I can't even think of it they got AirPods you they got everything it's, it's fucking amazing and James Corley, a.k.a. Mr. Dave and Busters, salute to you, bro. I will continue to support the business. I will continue to do meetups there. I will continue to do parties there. It's a fucking shame. Next up, uh, prayers out to DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. We don't usually talk about sports in the first part of the show, but I had to just bring it up because I've never seen no shit like that in my entire life of watching football. And I've been watching football. I've been watching professional sports on television and in person since the early 80s. Okay, so we're talking 40 plus years. I've been watching that shit and I've never seen nothing like that in my entire life. Okay. I'm sure everyone has seen it a thousand times. I don't want to watch that. I would never want to watch that video again. It was fucking, <sighs> man, made my stomach turn. Being an ex-athlete, it's crazy. There's still people out there who, who know me because of jewelry and stuff. Didn't know I played college football. Didn't know that I was an athlete. Didn't know I was all state, all city, all conference in football. That was a sport I was actually better in. And, um, you know, to see him play in the same fucking position, to see him see a fellow defensive back get hit like that, man, it was crazy. And people were like, blaming the vaccine. And I didn't want to fucking talk about it. It wasn't even on my notes. But there are some stupid, dumb, ignorant, cat dick, ant dick, goat mouth, trout mouth, monkey mouth, dumb motherfuckers out there who actually think the vaccine has anything to do with this. So how do you know? Shut the fuck up. It's like eating a bunch of food and then wondering why you got to take a shit. I'm not a doctor. It's fine. There is something called common sense. There's way too much questioning things these days. Now, I understand. I say, it's good to question. Yeah, yeah, great. Question the police. The government, this government. Look, I'm not a big fan of the government. I'm not a big fan of police. Yeah, question things. At what point does common sense in your brain come to play? And then you get real doctors that are out there debunking shit. And then people are like, ah, you're just saying it. It's like, and then some, you know, what do doctors really know anyway? I, motherfuckers ain't getting checkups. You're not going to the doctor once a year getting a physical. Some people, I get it, you can't afford it. But I mean, if you could, you don't go to the doctor, you don't go to the dentist two, three times a year, get your teeth clean, get checked up. You don't think these athletes are getting extensive testing on their heart and everything? It's conspiracy theories. I hate them. It was a vaccine. It was this. Or just all of a sudden, sudden, you know, it's like crazy, man. There's thousands of professional athletes in the world. 
and let's just say four, let's say six, which is still a lot. You're talking about any percentage. You don't even know what the fuck any prior health issues were going on or whatever. He suffered a cardiac arrest. Hank Gathers had one. I don't think Hank Gathers was vaccinated. Right? He died right on the fucking court. And I remember when that shit happened. And I was a big fan of fucking Hank Gathers. I wanted to go to Loyola Marymount University. I wanted to go to LMU. I loved what the school was. I loved the program. I loved everything about that school. If they had a football team there and they were like maybe Division Two or whatever, I would have fucking went there. But I just think about the situation. He got hit. Probably rang his bell a little bit. Something happened. Look, I have a heart palpitation. Had it way before I got vaccinated. I just, man, some of the, f- just, yo, the shit is crazy. The craziest shit is 99.9% of the people who are listening to this podcast and live in America, motherfucker, you were vaccinated. You couldn't go to school. I hate that this shit become political. It just, and a lot of things now people are starting to hate left and right. So saying I'm with it, man, be original, motherfucker. Stop joining waves and trends, man. Try to be like me, motherfucker. And I ain't saying I'm cool or nothing. I'm just saying like, it's just the politics on Everything is fucking nuts. And everyone's debating the Skip Bayless tweet. And he said something prior. Well, I'll just read everything in context, right? Not exactly sure what happened to DeMar Hamlin. Players on both teams are shaken. Ambulance on the field. CPR administered. Can't remember play being stopped for this length of time. Just said a prayer for him and his family. All right, that was the, the start of all the shit, right? Again, let me say... I haven't seen CPR been administered, whatever, and it saved his fucking life. You know, he's apparently doing a little better. Don't know the situation, really. I don't know. You know, is he going to come back? Who knows? I highly doubt he'll play professional football again. Who fucking knows? You know, it's it's crazy. What's going to happen after that? I don't know, and I don't care, and I don't want to address it on the show. Then his next tweet was, I've seen so many horrific injuries, suffered on football fields, yet I've never seen a reaction like this. In every other situation I've witnessed or covered, the game always went on fairly quickly. The attitude was, hey, that's football. For these players, this was different. Different in all capital letters. Okay? So that's context to where he's going. Now again, people say you're reading into it too deep. You misunderstood what he said. Things are out of context. Boom, whatever. He put the context out there how he felt, whatever, boom, and this was different. Yeah, okay. This is the tweet. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, dot, 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 which suddenly seems so irrelevant. I read the tweet like maybe six times. Yeah. What could you mean? Could mean, I mean, this is a big fucking game, right? You're a sports reporter. You know, it's, you're curious. This is a fucking huge game magnitude for the playoffs coming up. What's going to happen? What's the outcome? Now the game seems so irrelevant. Okay. There's one take. Still very tone deaf. Then there's the next take. Well, I want fucking answers. I want to know what the NFL is going to do right now because this is an important game. And you guys are saying it's irrelevant. 
And that's what the vibe is on the field. Look, man, I wasn't even prepared to talk about this fucking thing. And we're not going to get into Shannon Sharp because he's already fucking fed up. I can't believe he hasn't won a whoop's ass yet. Dog, why bring it up? I understand it's the elephant in the room and you want to ask the question. But bro, the timing. The tweet got 165.3 million views as of last night. Like, dog, I'm the one to, I say controversial shit, I say what the fuck's on my mind. Some people ask you, hey, what, what did you mean by that with George Floyd when, you know, or whatever, and, you know, the cops killed this person. I mean that the motherfucking cops been, need to be held responsible. I said what the fuck I said about police. What the fuck is your problem now? Is it left or is it right now? Okay, I'm on the right now. Now what? Well, everyone's got all kinds of different excuses. I'll say what I got to say. There's a benefit of doubt you give everyone. It's right on brand for this old wrinkled dick cocksucker to say some wild ass shit because he likes being fucking disrespectful. And he's a piece of shit scumbag. Period. He followed up with some bullshit tweet, which I don't give a fuck. He didn't, still didn't apologize, really. He's just, he's full of shit. And is Fox going to do anything? Who fucking knows? I doubt it. Fuck him. Shannon Sharp went on. There's speculation. He said that, um, you know, I don't want people to think that I didn't come on here because this. He didn't like the tweet, but then he tried to say shit. And then Skip's like, I thought you were going to talk about it. Bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? I have to address it. Especially on behalf of black people. Skip Bayless is a fucking dick, man. I have not watched, I have not watched his, it's been years. I can't, since even before him and Stephen A. Smith split up, I just, I don't know, man. But I got to thinking, we're pivoting now to something else totally. Been watching shows, been watching other things, and just, this comes up every so often, right? I had a deep talk with my boy Homicide. He hit me up. And if you don't know, Homicide is, you know, for over the last couple of years, he hasn't been doing too well health-wise. I'm not putting his business out there. This is just, I'm talking about a real friend situation. He's in it, just the simplest things that he wants to do. Even at, at the most simplest, go get an In-N-Out burger in LA. They got one in Las Vegas, but it's different when you can just, you know, hit sometimes, right? Just, just hit the streets in LA. Certain ones that, you know, he's used to. There's one in Glendale right off Harvey, right off the um, 134 and the two. There's a couple in and outs that, you know, he, he fucks with. Simple things like going to Tot, T.O.T., Little Tokyo, getting some salmon, getting some chicken teriyaki, going to California Chicken Cafe. That's one of his favorite places to go to in Encino. And just vibing out, just driving down Ventura Boulevard. For him, that's like a big deal. Simple shit like that. And I watch these TV shows. You got these guys are going on double dates and everything else. And I know it bothers my wife sometimes, right? She has her crew of friends. Things are different for her too. She has her friends she goes in and out of. She chats with a lot of them. It's very, you know, just... And, you know, people are going through different things in life. Every 10 years, human beings change. It is a fact. They do. I mean, I'm still the same guy, but yeah, I change. Priorities change. You become a dad. You become certain things. I've said this before. When... You have your group of friends, it's cool. If you all you guys don't have kids, I'm not talking about it for everybody, I'm just saying it's, it's understandable. You may not see them as much. If you work with them on a daily basis, yeah. And if you didn't work with them, you probably wouldn't see them. Unless you guys had kids that were going to school together, were friends, and then maybe, yeah. But just things change. 
And then you get friends. When you're growing up, I'm talking about people who are in their 30s right now, who are not married without kids. Listen, sometimes you get annoyed. Like, I don't want to fucking hear about it. I don't know when I'm going to have kids. I don't know when I'm going to get married. It's annoying. I'm sure it is. I can't relate. I mean, I could, you know, back then, but I, my mindset wasn't even there. So when it happens, it happens. And I'm not, I'm not the same type of person as everyone else. I am definitely a different, unique type of person, right? A weird person. But you have friends of your girls, friends of your guys. A girl maybe been wanting to get married and, and wants to have babies and she can't or whatever and it's a sensitive subject. If you're that tight with somebody, do it, talk about it. I don't know, I'm just saying, if I'm that tight, I don't want to have a relationship with somebody and they're my real close friend. I'm gonna be, hey bro, you got AIDS? Hey, you get your dick sucked by that dude? Seriously, just tell me the truth. I don't care. Just tell me, let me know. Like, I'm going to ask the most awkward shit. That's me. My wife, totally opposite. Someone doesn't know, she'll speculate. She'll talk to her friends about it, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, why y'all talking and speculate? Just ask. Because I'm just rude and it's, it's rude and it's invasive. Your ass really wants to know. Fuck, just ask. But I really thought about it. Do I need friends? Yeah, friend, friends are important. I have like two, three friends. Anyone who wants to get offended by it, it is what it is. I'm talking about like for real, you know, and that's fine. It's all good. I have a lot of homies. I got a million acquaintances. I don't have like a group of couples that, or like a crew, like as of right now, you know what I mean? 10 years ago when Lennon was born, you know, there was definitely more get togethers and certain things. I got three kids. It's a full house. It's tough. Me and my wife get out. We try to see some other people, but usually it's family. It's other people who have kids their age and birthday parties and things like that. I don't hang around with no one like that. It's not weird to me either. I don't miss being around a big group of friends going on, oh, we're going to Cabo with 10 people and 10 families and 10 couples. I don't, I don't care. I don't even have the time. But I thought about it because Ham started, started speaking some real shit to me and it got me where I said, bro, is something you want to tell me, dog? You Okay. He said, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm just saying, I'm like, because I don't know what I would do if, if Craig passed away. Because that's my motherfucker right there. And I wish, and I know he does too. I know he wishes more than anything. He wishes he had a solid, just chill girlfriend that he had, you know, a solid girl. I mean, he's dated here and there, whatever, I'm just saying, but a real solid, it just, he has some issues. That's all his personal stuff. I'm sure he wanted to be a dad in certain things, but you know what? He was taking care of his mom. His mom had, you know, um, was going through dementia. She had a stroke. She, I think she had a second one. I remember when she had it. His dad passed away right when she had her stroke in the same like week or two weeks span. It was fucked up. He had to take care of her. Like literally take care of her. He didn't want to put her in a home. A lot of crazy shit. He went to go DJ one night, came back home. His mom was dead. That traumatized him like fuck. He has PTSD like you can't imagine. He was just, I don't know anybody closer to their mom than he was. And Nicolette is close to her mom. Just a different level, you know? And it just, you know, I think it fucked with him. And just, I think about so many things that have happened in my life. I just, you know, especially during the new year, I think about, damn, I go back and look at the memories. Look at 10 years ago, you look at this, and just like, fuck, man, it's crazy. Sometimes it just puts me in and I'm overwhelmed. I think about all the bullshit that's going on. What's really important? Just my family, that's it. You know, financially, I'm okay. I'm okay forever. I don't know, I'm paranoid about shit, right? I just want to make sure I'm good and, you know, things happen. I'm always just trying to prep. I'm being as responsible as I've ever been in my life. And that's never been me. So, friends are important for sure. You know, I got the BTB Army. You guys are very supportive. You guys are good people. I wish I had more time. 
Again, the subscription thing, there's no money to be made on there. Now, if I had like five, 10,000 subscribers, yeah, that'd be something. Then there'd be a little bit of money. Could possibly, you know, pay a lot of bills with that. But I wouldn't treat it like an OnlyFans. It's better to have a tight-knit community. I don't even have, I can't even accept subscribers on my Instagram until January, until like January 23rd or something. And I try to interact with everybody a little bit here and there, but more importantly, there's personal engagement. There's different posts, you know, in fact, I'm going to go on Instagram live and just do a, a subscription only live so I can sit and chat with you guys because I can't get to all the DMs. I just really cannot. And that's my fault. I'm following 1,300 people now. There's a point I used to follow fucking 80 people for like years. And it's all good. I like seeing different content, seeing different things. It's cool. I don't know who the fuck these people are. I'm trying to get to know you guys. But I like doing the subscriber shit. I like doing the meetups. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Just want to talk about friends because I'm going to get into an old friend of mine who I used to hang out with a lot and we had big parties and big group events at her house. I think about that now. It's crazy because I was always kind of the odd man out. And this is when I was dating Megan Good and I met her through Gabrielle Union. And the person I'm talking about is Gabrielle Union. I just brought it out. But, you know, I met Nikki a long time ago when she was still going to UCLA. I was at Cal. And I met her at a fraternity thing. I didn't know she worked at Payless. I didn't know she lived in the Bay. She lived in Pleasanton, Dublin area. She's from Nebraska, I believe, yeah. And we came real close. She was on a TV show with my boy Hill Harper. She was doing movies. And um, she was in this movie with LL Cool J called Deliver Us From Eva. And on the set, I met Megan Good there. And I really wanted to meet her. I always thought she was dope as fuck. She's fine. We ended up hanging out. We ended up kicking it, chilling a little bit more. Then we went on some casual dates and we started kicking it and nothing ever really serious came out of it. And I met my first fiance at the time and Megan blew the fuck up. I knew immediately, social media didn't exist back then. I mean, there was Friendster, there was a little bit of MySpace. I wasn't on it like that then. But I remember when the 21 Questions video came out, the 50 Cent song, and Megan was in that video, I knew she was gone forever. That was it. That was a wrap. Then the funny thing is she ended up dating... Um, my boy Jerry Lorenzo for a long time. And he was fucking crazy about her. I'm not going to get too deep into that. And uh, she's gotten married and everything else. And, and Megan had an interesting life. But going on to the subject at hand, uh, Gabrielle Union was trending yesterday. And the reason why is she did like a People magazine or some big magazine, I don't know, fucking variety. It could have been fucking... Any big, it was a big publication. I can't remember exactly what it was. But she spoke out on her first marriage, which was to my old good friend, Chris Howard. Chris Howard is uh, an ex-football player. He played for Jacksonville. He played for the Raiders. He played for a couple things, I think. But um, he won the national championship at Michigan, went to University of Michigan with Charles Woodson. The reason why me and Charles Woodson are close homies is because of Chris Howard. And um, he was a running back. He was a fucking cool-ass dude. Funny-ass motherfucker. When I met him, I didn't like him. Thought he was too cool, whatever. He was good dude. Funny motherfucker. I actually feel bad. I have not reached out to dude in years. Just a funny-ass dude. Came from New Orleans. He had told me how poor he grew up. Told me... um. His grandparents, his grandma gave him an apple one time for Christmas. 
She literally wrapped it in a fucking paper bag. And um, they were so poor in New Orleans that they eat turtle soup, shit like that, right? So me and Chris used to kick it a lot. And she had said in this interview that she had infidelity. And I thought immediately, oh shit, Chris got outed. This ain't some new shit. This ain't, I'm not gossiping about this shit. I'm just talking about what was what I saw. And when they got divorced, it was a fucked up situation. Because I've known Gabrielle longer, but I got closer to Chris. It was a weird time in life. I used to hang out with Gabrielle a lot. And then I'd kick it with Chris a lot when Gabrielle was gone out of a movie, you know, out of town. There was this TV show called Punked. And Ashton Kutcher and, and them were trying to punk Gabrielle Union. And um, it was funny because I was in the episode and it never aired. I forgot why, but Jamie Foxx was the one who was punking her with uh, that guy, Dax Shepard. And me and Chris were chilling, coming home. And it was this whole crazy thing. They delivered like a 50 foot tall satellite dish and tried to send her a bill for like 80,000. She's like, this is cap. This is bullshit. Boom. And she didn't fall for it. She, that's why it didn't air because she was just too fucking smart. And we would have these crazy Super Bowl parties at the house. She would have the dopest birthday parties at the end of November. She'd have like old school bands like High Five, Portrait, New Edition, all this shit. They'd have great Super Bowl parties at the house. Chris was a fucking amazing, amazing cook. He would make these catfish medallions and just all the food. It was dope. They had his crib in Woodland Hills. We used to go there and chill all the time. And, you know, Gabby, uh, I call her Nikki. So if you're a real close friend of Gabrielle Union, Nikki was a nickname because Monique is a middle name and Nikki was short for Monique. I, don't ask. I don't know. But I, I got that close with her. We don't use that. It's weird how this all comes full circle in certain ways. But she just commented on my last post too. It was funny. She's like, I miss the OG Ben. And, um, you know, it's just weird. She said she cheated on Chris Howard because she was the breadwinner she was making the money. She was holding down the house, holding down the bills, holding down everything. And I'm not calling Nikki out. I'm not calling Gabrielle out, but Chris was a wild boy, right? So they had some issues. They were going through counseling. I remember when they were going through fights. I remember I would be at the house and didn't realize they didn't speak to each other. Like I would literally be in the house talking to her, talking to him, you know, kicking it here and there, not realizing, you know, I think she was filming the Jet Li movie. I forgot what the fuck it was called with DMX. And she came home and she's like, yo, I'm sore, I'm beat up, blah, blah, whatever. And um, they weren't speaking to each other. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I realized, oh, okay, they're going through it. And whatever. And they eventually got divorced. I still think it sucks because I feel like maybe the way their marriage went, she felt some type of way and decided to talk about it. Now, Gabrielle went through some very traumatic uh, things in her life too. She was raped in her late teens in college. And that's like crazy, right? So I don't know, man. She's a strong girl and, and I love Gabby and I haven't seen her in a little bit. But when she got married to Dwayne Wade, you know, I didn't go to the wedding. I got invited. It was crazy because Chris and Gabrielle's wedding was so dope with the fireworks and everything. And just this, It was just weird. And at the same time, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I just didn't fuck with LeBron like that. And LeBron was really tight with Dwayne. So it was like a weird thing. Anyways, I made Dwayne some chains. I made him some jewelry. He was always super cool. But I never tried to get cool with Dwayne. Dwayne follows me on Instagram. I never tried to get super tight with Dwayne because I was cool with Chris. So it's like a weird thing. Why am I talking about all this all? Because it's just weird that I'm in a marriage where I'm the breadwinner. 
and I don't feel that type of way. Appreciation can go a long way. But when married couples get, get when couples get married at a young age and a girl is the the breadwinner, because Chris got cut from the NFL, and I'll tell that story another day. He told me a crazy story about it. You know, he flourished. He was like, fuck this. This is California. I held her down for, you know, the first few years. And then I think it started to get to the point where like, I think like three or four years, he was the one who was, you know, the NFL money here and there. Boom. I think he went through it. And then Gabby was blowing up as an actress and her money started getting good. And I think she was like, fuck this. So it's a weird thing. Me personally, I think I've talked about it maybe once or twice on here. Could I have ever dated a woman who made more money than me? Maybe. If I was already set multimillionaire, I wouldn't trip because I don't put anything over Nicola. Oh, you know, well, you don't do, it's not that at all. She comes from a good family. She doesn't come from some broke family, right? And um, it just got me fucked up, man, because she said that. She made the money and all that stuff. It just, that shit just bummed me out, man. I don't know. It's just weird. And, and the thing, the reason why I said it comes full circle is because I met so many people through her, like Essence and let's go Robin. And Robin is in this new TV show, Kaleidoscope, which we're going to talk about. And it's just weird. Like I'm still cool with people and there's other people in their crew. And then there's also people in the crew I didn't really like, but I was kind of cool with. That's another reason why I don't like having a lot of friends and whatever. But legendary parties, just fucking weird. Gabrielle just commented on my picture. And then the next day that fucking article comes out. And this is all since I dropped the episode on Monday. It's just kind of weird. But anyways, man, it was a boring-ass Wednesday yesterday. I chilled, played a little bit. It was raining. It was foggy. It was all fucked up. I didn't really get much in, but I wanted to get some hits in, get some swings in. We're going to take a break real quick, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck, I don't even know. This was a rambled-on thing. I just had to talk. I had to get off my chest. And uh, yeah, you hear the Lakey Lake music in the background. Let's pay some bills. We'll be right back. How important is your credit score? Take it from me. It's more valuable than you can imagine. If you aren't sure, then you need a Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card so that you can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help build your credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So to start your credit journey with Chime, sign up takes only two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash baller. That's Chime.com slash baller. C-H-I-M-E dot com slash baller. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank N.A. pursuant to a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some users' scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except that money pass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any all-point or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. What up, y'all? We're back. I think Par 3 Podcast could be launching at the end of this month. Be nice to launch right on my birthday. 
got the uh, Pro-Am coming up. Got a lot of shit going on. San Diego. San Diego seems to be the city for the month of January. I'm not mad at all whatsoever. I did get my first round of golf in for 2023. Obviously, I played at Na- uh, Angeles National, where I'm hosting my first annual Washlord Invitational. Played decent as fuck, and I was worried. I got my practice in with Ron Del Barrio on Monday. Had a decent practice. It was all right. Um, tempo was good. Just getting back into things. I was sore as a motherfucker. My whole body is sore. I feel like I had to learn all over. Because again, golf muscles are not like any other muscles because nobody needs to swing a golf club on a regular basis. It's just not anything people do. So you get sore. I'm fucking old. Played with my cousin Pete. Went out there. And I ain't gonna lie to you. I played decent as fuck. First two holes. I shot a seven on the first hole, uh, which was a triple bogey. Double bogey on the... No, I'm sorry. I went bogey on the second hole. And then we get to this uh, short par three, 129 yards, wind behind me, pull out my nine iron, and I hit that motherfucker so fucking pure. It felt so fucking good. There's no better feeling than hitting that fucking ball in the center of the club face, hearing that sound, and it went up. The trajectory of it, beautiful, and the motherfucker disappeared. Because a little bit of mountain, the, the pin was placed all the way in the back. I almost had another hole in one. I thought I didn't, we couldn't know until we rode the fucking golf cart over there. Shit had me shook as fuck. End up shooting at 83. My gin registered as an 82. Because of my handicap, the way the gin app works is they won't allow you to take a triple bogey on certain holes. And um, my gin is at an 8.3 or 8.4 or something. I don't, that's not accurate. I do think I'm more like an 11, 12 right now. But it doesn't matter. I'm playing good and I'm playing on a very tough course with a narrow fairway where you have to know your distances. My driver is the best I ever hit it. I hit 86% of fairways, meaning I missed two fairways. Right? There's 14 fairways on any 18 hole uh, par 72. So it's fucking amazing just getting that in. I'm going to play Friday. Start playing a lot more. I am going down to San Diego next week to the TaylorMade headquarters. They are launching the brand new Stealth 2 driver and all the Stealth 2 woods. It's dropping soon. I don't know when. I can't say when. But I'm going to San Diego to the headquarters, to the kingdom. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to get fitted for the new Stealth 2 and all the woods. Currently, right now, I'm rocking a Stealth 3 hybrid, 4 hybrid. Got rid of my DHY driving iron. It's not hitting right. And I have two 3 woods. I have a high launch and a regular 3 wood. One's a 17 or 16.5 loft. One's a 15 degree loft. And my driver is currently at a 10.5 degree loft with a very extra stiff shaft. So I think the shaft is great. I love it. I don't need to get the club head speed from a, um, a more bendy loose shaft. But I think that when I get fitted for this driver now, I'm probably going to get down to a 9 degree or maybe even an 8 degree driver because I don't need to have that much loft. I don't need it. And I'm not hitting my 3 wood like I used to. So because my hybrid is my money club, and I replaced my DHY with four hybrid, so I got a three hybrid and four hybrid. I'm gonna get rid of the four hybrid, keep the three hybrid. I got my four iron, so I'm good. And I'm probably gonna get rid of my three wood. I'm gonna test out all of them and see what happens. I'm gonna keep them and see what happens. I am sponsored by TaylorMade, so you know, they did tell me that I am the fucking only person that they know that has been to the kingdom that many times and isn't an athlete. 
is not an athlete. And I'm going to go to a two hybrid. Didn't even know that existed. So I'm fucking super excited. My two hybrid is going to replace my three wood because I hit the hybrid really well. And we shall see. I'm excited. You know, it's kind of weird. And by the way, par three launches, you know what I'm saying? We are going to film at the kingdom. They have never done an actual full like filming out there, of course, for Trotty and, and the TaylorMade team, but they've never done a show at TaylorMade headquarters before. So I'm looking forward to doing that and shooting par three there with me, JR, and Mobon. All three of us are sponsored by TaylorMade, all coincidentally. That's what it is. But I wanted to real quick talk about loyalty and, and golf and stuff and brands and when you get sponsors and things. And a lot of people, young people, they're just like, I'm just chasing the bag. I don't give a fuck. You ain't giving me no money. All right, cool. When you are directing and managing your career, your agents, if you have one, a manager, they're, they're out to try to get you some money. Sometimes you need the money. You're going to play some clubs that you don't like. Anthony Kim had told me Nike clubs sucked. He was a Nike because Tiger was there and you know, he needed the money. He wanted the money. It was a lot of money. But when he played other clubs, he was hitting them 35, 40 yards further than his Nike clubs. And if you've seen Nike clubs, they're terrible. And him and Tiger were playing with them. And if you understand when you get to the PGA level, you don't get extra yardage. You might, you know, maybe get a five yard here and there, but to hit it 35, 40 yards further, it, it's crazy. But with me, not being a professional athlete, me being an amateur, loyalty means a lot to me because TaylorMade came to me before I ever even fucking swung a golf club. They were there from day one for real. They sent me clubs with no strings attached. I was there, boom, been rocking with them. We've done collaborations. And instead of a traditional sponsorship, you know, we have like a partnership, right? And I rep. I'm growing the game. I'm bringing different people to the game. I'm trying to get rid of the, the old stigma of this old, white, elitist, racist game. Opening it up. And the loyalty means a lot to me because I have been offered a ball deal from another major brand. What, five major, major brands, right? It's one of the biggest. I turned it down. Taylor made it even say they probably couldn't even give me that kind of money for the ball. I'd rather play the TP5. That's what I play. I play the TP5X. I was like, nah, I'm good. We're going to make that money on the other shit. I'm, I ain't tripping. It's all good. I don't have a ball deal with TaylorMade. It's all good. Tiger Woods plays a Bridgestone. There's a lot of money they're giving them, but I think that the TP5 is, is a better ball, period. There's been you know different tests here and there. The two best balls in the game are the TP5, TaylorMade, and the fucking Pro V1, right? So the loyalty thing means a lot to me. There was a, a Callaway launch for their new, is it Callis? What the fuck is it? Uh, uh, oh, Paradigm Driver. I think it's a little bit of a bite off the tailor mate, it's my personal opinion. And Good Good just announced their partnership, official, full-blown, massive partnership with Callaway. Got invited to the launch at Top Golf in El Segundo over here in LA. Didn't go. Didn't want to go, didn't want to be affiliated, didn't want to go there just to be on some, oh, this is cool. I don't think people, I think people really underestimate, you know, that Taylor May really fucks me like that. And if you see what I've done with them and how some of the pro athletes on their team who are gigantic, massive PGA players. You know, just some of the things I've done with them. I don't, I don't want to say anything and be taken out of context, but good for good, good. Congrats to them. But I saw a couple guys who were rocking with TaylorMade for a while here and there. And I just personally, me personally, I think TaylorMade is the coolest brand in golf. I'm saying this truthfully. Tiger's with them. You know, Rory's with them. It's the best motherfuckers in the world playing them like the clubs. I've tried other clubs. 
tried other drivers. Some are cool, whatever. You know, I use a Scotty Cameron fucking circle T putter. It's a fucking $20,000 putter. But they understand. And I can go back to a Spider GT at any time and I have it. My putter's coming out with them. It's just, I kind of go back and forth. Playing a blade and playing a mallet. But the loyalty means a lot to me because I see these dudes going there and then I really like going out there like it's the bag ain't even right. They just want to be out in the scene and create content. And I get it, they're young. They just want to do certain things. But if you lay in the cut and put out the right content, the way Instagram is working right now or TikTok or anything, they want you to put out a shit ton of content. That's not always the way that it works. There's ways to crack it. There's people, oh, I got this, this. Man, fuck all that shit. Who has that kind of time? Now, if you need the money and that's what you do for a living and your influencers is what you've been influencers, how you get paid, okay, I get it. But it's corny to jump from one ship to another just for the bag when you could do it in a better way and get with the right brand. You know, if Genesis started offering me money and it was a good amount of money, I don't think I'd take the deal. BMW, I'd consider it. Benz, no questions asked, I'd be in there. Porsche, done. Anything like that, I'm in it. It really got to be. But at the same time, if Jeep offered me a deal, like Jeep Chrysler, and was like, yo, we'll do a track hawk or some shit, or something cool, like a, or like, I don't know, man. It, it, if Chrysler wanted to do a Pacifico with me, I'd be doing it in a, in a heartbeat. You know, Cadillac, whatever. I'd just be, I'm real picky about who I partner with. Right? Some people might be like, oh, why'd you partner with Captain Morgan? It was, it was a brand that needed help. I said, look, there's growth here. I'm not going to get lost in a Don Julio craze or whatever. And I'm not saying this because I could fuck around and sign a deal with Don Julio. But I'm looking for brands that are going to come and really, you know, push some shit behind me. It's totally different from these other dudes who just want to go to Callaway and be like, all right, well, this is here, boom. And, and that's what the whole game is about. It's about influence, right? Can they get you to be, you know, a part of this and get you for the lowest price or whatever? Nah, fuck that. Y'all got to get me the right paper because I I move weight. And the loyalty thing just kind of bums me out when I see it. And it's cool. Everyone has their own thing. Everyone has their own preferences. Everyone plays different shit and it's cool. I'm rocking with motherfucking TaylorMade to the end, and that's what it is. Team TaylorMade, bitch. A lot to watch this week. Excited. So much that I've been like lacking sleep. Ain't had a whole lot to do. Kids are not in school until Monday. So I've been chilling been ordering Postmates, been kind of kicking, it's been raining really bad, there's flooding in the Bay Area, it's raining like a motherfucker here, I'm having fucking issues with water damage. Um, sidebar, if you are listening to this show and you have an embroidery business, you do embroidery, like good embroidery, on polos, on hats, things like that, on hoodies, if you can do good embroidery and you are in Los Angeles, I don't give a fuck if you're overnight shit, you're in Vegas, I don't care. If you are in LA County only, I can drive to you within 30 minutes. Please email thewashedlord at gmail.com. I need a good embroidery person. Sorry, going back. Entertainment, there's been a lot. The Raid 2 finally has come out. It's been like 10 fucking years since The Raid dropped. One of my favorite, favorite action movies ever. This is out of what? Uh, Malaysia, not Indonesia, Malaysia. The Raid was fucking amazing. Then there was like a sequel, but this is like the real Raid 2. Finally, 
Haven't watched it yet. Been waiting. Just like put it in the cut. I can't. I'm like, I'm like saving it. Maybe going to save it next week when I'm in San Diego. I don't know. I'm just excited, right? The new Bernie Madoff documentary on Netflix just came out last night. I can't wait to watch that shit too, right? But this new show on Netflix about this heist came out and everyone's talking about it. Oh, it's so creative. It's so this and that and whatever. You can watch every episode and however you want. I tried that. And I'm talking about Kaleidoscope on Netflix. I'm going to keep 100. I don't know, man. I started with Violet, went to Green, and I went kind of more chronological order, like, you know, the six years or 20 years before, then six years before, then this, this, and this. I, I don't know, man. And I love that where it was going, but it was just too drawn out and unnecessary and extra. And then I tried to think about how it would have went if I watched this episode. It just didn't, nah, man. This ain't Choose Your Own Adventure, motherfucker. And you have to be a real old motherfucker to know Choose Your Own Adventure books. If you are over 45, you might know about Choose Your Own Adventures. If you're over 50, you know Choose Your Own Adventure. It's a book where you read the book, you don't know what the fucking outcome's gonna be, and you switch, you go to different chapters. But Kaleidoscope, I just couldn't. I got into it more than Yellowstone, and I know Yellowstone's a good show, and people love it. Highly rated. I just, for some reason, it didn't rock with me. And I love Kevin Costner. But Kaleidoscope, I don't know, man. I'll give it another chance. It's just sitting in the back burner. But what got my attention this week... I'm watching TikTok. I see this skit, a, a fucking clip from a movie. I'm like, why do I recognize this? From a TV show, sorry. I see this clip. I'm like, yo, the clip got me alone. And it's from a TV show that's, I think, already done. I don't know if it's still current, but it's had 11 seasons or some shit, 10 seasons, I don't know. But it's Suits. I think they're on NBC. I think they're on USA. No, it was on USA, sorry. Suits is a show about a law firm very powerful law firm with a lawyer that's just cutthroat and just fucking total fucking um what the fuck was the the Christian Bale movie American Psycho it was just it just had these vibes right that whole New York shit vibe and it was so it's so fucking well done it's so clever and I'm so interested in law shit and interested in lawyers even though I think most of them are scumbags I cannot believe it took a le- 12 years for me to watch this show Suits. If everyone else has probably watched it, I'm sure I'm the only one. If you have not watched Suits, watch that show. You can watch it on Amazon Prime if you have a membership. I haven't got to the second season yet. I watched eight fucking episodes in a day. And I'm just about to finish the first season. I'm going to the second. I'm praying it's just this good still. This fucking show is great. And I think the only reason why I didn't really care so much about it was because Meghan Markle is a friend of mine. And when she just got on that show is when... I didn't really talk to her at that point. And I was like, oh, whatever. I don't want to see this show. She's actually really good on it. She looks great. Show is fucking t- is tits. Top tier. Great fucking show. I love suits. I love that fucking elitist dickhead shit. I don't like those people in real life, but I'm saying it's just well done. This dude, um, Harvey. Harvey Specter. The lead actor in the show is fucking impeccable. He just is great. On it. It just, it's good. Please, if you haven't watched Suits, watch that shit. It's fucking just incredible. Subscribers, I am going to do a meetup next week in San Diego. It'll probably be on Wednesday night or Thursday night. Thinking Thursday night because Thursday I'm playing, Wednesday I'm playing. Then Thursday night I can chill. 
doubt it'll be Friday night. I'm going to be out there just vibing out, checking out Cribs. And uh, subscribers, we will do a Dave & Buster's meetup. It, like I said, it'll probably be Thursday. It might be Wednesday, but it might be Thursday. I'm probably going to aim for Thursday. We'll see how it goes. And uh, we're going to do the Carlsbad location this time. We're going to do a different location. It's a lot smaller. be more intimate. it would be chill. Again, I'm only going to let 12 heads come. I don't want to have a gigantic thing. Let me see how it goes. If we can get more people. The thing is, it costs a shit ton of money. If I do a $50 card now and we do 12 people, it's only 600 bucks. It is cheaper than doing a $750 card. And we could do 20 people. I don't know. I have to figure it out. And then food and whatever. You know, um, let me figure that out. Next week, San Diego, do another meetup. If you guys are down, I know a lot of people didn't show up last time. Um, maybe I'll do all different people. So if you showed up before, maybe it's different heads. I don't know yet. But Carlsbad is a lot closer to Orange County. We could figure it out. But if you came to the last one, then I'd love to have, uh, you know, 12, 14 new people. And, you know, we'll chill. Get some apps, you know, some nachos, some motherfucking French fries and some trouble fries and, you know, some sodas, whatever. You guys take care of your own alcohol, play some games and have a good time. All right, so that's next week, most likely Thursday night. Could be Wednesday night. I will give details probably on Monday or Tuesday. Just be ready because I'm giving the information now. I am going to do a small subscriber meetup February 18th in Scottsdale, Phoenix, Arizona area. It'll be a morning meetup, probably like around 10 a.m.-ish. Do some coffee, possibly some breakfast. I don't know how many BTB members I have in Arizona, but if you are not a subscriber, you are not going to be able to join the subscriber situation on uh, Instagram. So you can join my subscriber team on Twitter. Become a subscriber on Twitter for $3. It ain't shit. And if you are in the Scottsdale, Phoenix, Arizona area, I'm doing something on February 18th. And uh, that again, uh, try to keep it at 10, 12 people. It's really hard to get a table for breakfast with that many fucking people. But San Francisco one was lit. That was lit. I'm going to be in Vegas in March. Doing in Vegas. I'll do one again in New York. I'll do one in random different cities as, as I go. And we'll figure it all out and we'll have fun. I'm looking forward to being in fucking Arizona twice next month. I'm going to be at the Waste Management Tour. That is going to be a fucking blast. Phoenix Open is always crazy. It's going to be fucking lit. I cannot actually wait. Last up, I have made a conscious decision to not do a gigantic birthday bash. I thought long and hard about it. I was going to do it at Dave & Buster's. The only thing was I was going to shut Dave & Buster's down completely. One of the best locations. I was going to close it down from like 9 p.m. until fucking 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. Basically shutting down the entire location. The whole place probably holds over 1,000 people, 2,000 people. I was going to shut it down for like 250, 300 people. And Dave & Buster's was taking care of me. I was sponsoring it. And I was going to get other sponsors. And I said, you know what? Nah, that ain't it. It's just too much pressure. I don't think I'll be able to enjoy myself the right way. Won't be able to give time with everyone. I would like to share it with people, share it on social. We can maybe do something on Saturday. Maybe have a, a get-together, a barbecue. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But on the 27th, my actual birthday, I'm going to do a private dinner for about 25 people. And then um, I uh, rented a a place in the Hollywood Hills to so they can fuck that up. My friends can fuck that place up and not fuck up my house. So that is going to be fun. I want to be around my fans, you know, my close friends and family. Um, people mean a lot to me. So, uh, yeah, my birthday is fucking shit just three weeks away. We're, we're three weeks in a day. It's fucking crazy. I'm my 50th milestone. I just, it's fucking nuts. 
And uh, yeah, man, it was just too much pressure. I just don't want to fucking think about it. Now on Saturday, because again, I could do a party somewhere and invite everybody. That might be a possibility. Just thought about that right fucking now. There's a lounge I have in mind. That's not too crazy. I wouldn't mind just doing that just to fucking have a good time. Thinking about going to Vegas too, I don't know. I got so much shit going on that week because I'll be playing on Farmer's Pro-Am in San Diego. I'll drive right back up to fucking LA again. So I'll be in San Diego two, three times this month and then come back up for my birthday and then fucking uh, Pell Beach is a week after. So it's a lot of shit going on and it's fucking crazy. I don't know. By the way, I just checked my credit score, guys. Talk nice to me. Your boy is at an 836. It's the highest FICO credit score I have ever had. Not no fucking Vantage score, not no Credit Karma score. I'm talking about the real FICO credit score. I am very proud of it. That is uh, the highest I ever had a credit score. It's fucking amazing. Credit is important. But you know what else is important? Telling a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to this show. How you guys can help me, I'll give you guys this show for free, right? This show is free. Subscribe to the show. We're going to one episode a week. If we launch part three podcast this month, that means that first week of February, we're going to one episode a week, guys. All right? And I love you. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. 2022 was a mulligan, period. Weird fucking year. I don't care how good the golf was. Just weird fucking year. There was too much fucking just odd shit that just, I don't know. So 2023, I'm looking at more chill vibes. Subscribe to the show again. Tell a friend about the show. Let them know. This dude's interesting. He's a fucking crazy dude. And he spits free game. All right. All right, guys. I love you. I will see you back on Monday for the weekend wrap up. Thank you very much. Shout out to my dog, Lakey Lake. That's his music in the background to take us out of here. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.